Okay, then. Good evening, Tamara. Uh, thank you for joining me today on the uh, Work in Progress podcast. Absolutely. And it's, it's evening for you and sort of early hours in the morning for me. So I think, what do we work out in the end? Was it eight hours difference between us? Yeah, so it's 6 p.m. for me and 2 a.m. for you. I appreciate you staying up late for me. It's got to be crazy. A long day. Oh, well, I've, I've been really looking forward to this chat. So to me, to me, it's a no-brainer to catch up this way. So for... It's the first time we've actually properly caught up. I know we've kind of briefly spoken online. We've been introduced through, I think it was uh, Dr. Rob, Rob Garcia's mm-hmm. Success Engineers Group, which is a fantastic Facebook group. So uh, I, I suppose if anyone's listening and they've never checked it out, just just Google, just do a search for Success Engineers by Rob Garcia. It's a brilliant resource for small businesses like up in their game and marketing. But that's how we kind of connected. And ever since then, I've known you as the social media marketing expert guru. Um, although guru is a word that not many people like to be called. <laughs> I am not your guru. Um, <laughs> so I know you as a social media marketing expert. And a lot of people have been asking me recently about social media marketing. And the honest answer is I'm not qualified to give a response. <laughs> so, that, so the next best thing was to find someone who actually is. Uh, work in this area so you're the expert for this show and I suppose let's start with with, with ground zero and the basics how did you get into marketing yourself um so I was doing my master's degree for business and about halfway through I ended up having to take a marketing course and absolutely fell in love with it so in my master's program I signed up for a dual concentration so I finished the business degree and then took an additional year that was solely marketing focused. And the digital marketing kind of evolved just because I actually genuinely really love being on Facebook and being on social media. And so it was just kind of an evolution of Sorry, we don't mean I'm already into marketing. And so I'm, you know, moving forward in the digital area because that was where I was communicating the most. And there's so many facets of it that you're able to kind of do what suits you when you want to, I guess. I like the variety of marketing. Oh, I always like it when I speak to marketers who've got a background in business because um, my, 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 my day job, I'm a salesman. And there's always this oh. big divide between sales and marketing. <laughs> you know, with, uh, <laughs> and some marketing departments do all the airy-fairy, fluffy stuff. And it's like, how's that going to translate into cash? Am I going to build a business with this? <laughs> How can I put it? Like you know, building the brand, building the brand, and of course, there's, uh-huh. there's massive equity in brand if you do it right. You know, you can leverage. Well, and for my sales, value. my salesman that I have. Um, so during the day, I'm the marketing director for a multi-million-dollar construction company, and my salesman. It's always uh, the leads are trash. I you give me bad leads. Home shows are terrible. They don't convert well. It always translates to dollars and cents. And then in mine, it's, you know, if you were a better salesman and you actually did your warm up and your follow through, uh, you would get more sales. <laughs> so there, I, I know where that divide is. But honestly, if we're doing it properly, marketing and sales are the closestly closest tied because yep. you're kind of the face of what I'm pushing. <laughs> so I always like to try and stay tight with my salesman when I'm able to. Oh, absolutely. Because like... <laughs> They should be in good communication, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're literally like speaking different languages, aren't they? And oh, one hundred percent. And as a salesman, the MQL is an oxymoron. You know, 
marketing qualified lead. It's not a lead nine times out of ten. But that being said, I, I'm, I'm definitely an advocate of good marketing. I, I think in today's times, as a salesperson, I think in today's times, most businesses could survive with no sales team and great marketing. But I don't think they could survive with no marketing and just relying on a great salesman. That's my personal opinion in today's <laughs> times. And I think it's getting more like that as, as, as the world evolves. I think to an extent, at the same time, though, you as a salesman are a marketer. You're marketing yourself. So when you get to the door, you answer the phone or you do a Zoom call with your client, your sales and marketing wrapped into one person. And it's your job to market and sell yourself as the right solution. And so when you're training and you're thinking and you're tackling that marketing, you should always be looking at it from a sales perspective. Because your ultimate goal when you're marketing something is to get on the phone with someone and sell them a product. And so they all kind of wrap in together. And if your marketing is doing it properly, it should kind of lead or ramp into a sales offer before you're ever at the door. Yep. I, I mentioned at the door because, like I said, it's, I, I do in-person sales um, during the day. So it's an easy analogy for me. But door, computer phone call however you want to view it through your particular business oh absolutely i I guess from my personal perspective i regard today i I think people look at the wolf of wall street and glenn gary glenn ross and and they see salesmanship as a skill um and i think i think it is and i I, I think it was more so i like to think of it more as a process now and if marketing has done its job and they enter Mm -hmm. the sales funnel at the right place emotionally and mentally because I, i I'm very big on the emotional game. Um, I think often in sales, it's like, well, it's logical that they'll buy it. People don't buy on logic, (laughs) even with multi-million pound deals. It's not as logical as people think it is. If you know what I mean? I think if marketing has set the scene or set the stage to the right Mm -hmm. way, even if the salesperson is involved in the marketing, then I do, I just think it's a process. I don't think it's a skill then. I think you've just got to follow the the sequence. Uh, Right. That's my purpose. You have to get them, you have to get them to the buying intent for sure. And a lot of that, and even more so in recent years, people are relationship focused. And so even in your branding and, you know, if I go to your website, I want to know what's important for you. And so it's common for people to put, these are causes that I support. These are charities that I'm a part of. These are opinions that matter to me. That way, as you're going through the process, they know who you are and they like you as a person. So in marketing, they always stress, you know, no like and trust is the three tips in marketing because they do. They buy from you because they like you. It's not because you have the greatest solution in the world. I could sell widget X and you could sell widget Y that do the exact same thing. And if I like you, I'm going to buy from you as opposed to this other person, even if they might charge less. And honestly, that's not what sways people anymore. And so, you know, it's about building and nurturing that. that relationship. Obviously, obviously, I, I, I have an interesting twist in that the key thing is trust. And yes. in, a, in a weird way, I think we've, well, I say we as in the salespeople, I think we've often overlapped trust and being liked. And they're not the same thing, if that makes sense. No. So so when I was taught sales in old school sales, I started out as a door to door salesman. I, I, was, I was on 100% commission. That's hard. Yeah, it, it That's was hard. That's a hard job. I, I kind of hated it, but today I'm <laughs> grateful for it, if that makes sense, because it did speed mm. up a lot of my learnings. At the time, it sucked. 
bad. <laughs> and, and I had some terrible days. But now, when I look back on it, I'm grateful for it. But um, what we were all taught was you know, build rapport, build rapport, you know, like, 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 like. And I personally think that's an old-fashioned way of doing it now. I don't think the rapport builds the trust, if that makes sense. I think I think you can trust someone. It takes really more time. Yeah, I think you can trust someone time. you don't really like. You go, right, it's not my kind. he's not my cup of tea. I wouldn't go to a bar and have a beer with him, but I trust him, if you know what I mean. Whereas, you know, hope my hope my best mates aren't listening to this, but I've got some fantastic <laughs> friends. I wouldn't buy anything off them, <laughs> and they're my, and they're my friends, my life friends. <laughs> I wouldn't buy anything off them. <laughs> so, so I completely I think people, understand. I think confused, yeah. like and trust. <laughs> well, and a lot of that depends on approach. So, like in your website, or let's say your social media, your digital marketing, that's the authority side. That's the. Uh, not necessarily the rapport and you like me and this is who I am, but let's say you go to someone's website and you see thousands of testimonials from all these people who are like, wow, this absolutely blew my mind, changed my business. I don't know you, but I want the same results that you have. And I'm going to trust you because look at all these thousands of people that you did this for. So you might not be, you know, I may really hate the way you talk. You might have the squeakiest voice and I don't listen to any of your YouTube channels, but I'm going to buy this product because it works for me. And so you're definitely right. There's different ways to approach it. Um, I can be super likable, which makes it easier for people to buy from me. And then I have to go and show why they should buy. I have to point out the authority and I have to show the results. And you can approach it from different sides. But so long as you hit all of the components, that's the magic mix. That's the sauce. As long as you hit them all at the same time. Not same time, but in sequence. So, so let, let's get into, um, I, I guess, your genius then with the marketing. So most people have social profiles anyway, and maybe it's Facebook because they're they're on there to share the, the family pics with their family, and they might have a Twitter account and not really know what to do with it. If, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems to be the way, doesn't it? Let's, let's just put on what I had for dinner. I don't know. Um, yeah, figure it out. You know. So, so if somebody was starting a business, maybe from the ground up, and they had all these profiles and they thought, well, I want to start promoting things. I want to start getting things going. Do you have any recommendations for how to kick it off? For sure. I'm glad you asked. So I talk a lot about Facebook, but that's because I'm, I'm really in love with the platform itself. It's a, it's a more storytelling format than the others. But I mean, let's face it. People don't go on to Facebook to buy things. That's not, that's not why they're there. They go to check in on their friends. They go to share updates about their family. They're not originally there to buy things. And so when you're using it for your business, you have to think about the fact that intent is really low at first. And so when you're creating, let's say, your brand new business page, how are they going to get to their to your page? Um, we're just going to use an automotive shop as an example, right? Um, I'm brand new. I started an automotive shop. I have, you know, Tam's tires. My business page is set up. I'm ready to go. I'm anxiously waiting for people to come to my page. Zero people. You know why? Because they don't know that it exists. Build it so, and they'll come, right? Exactly. <laughs> Only if you have a lot of money for Facebook ads. And so there is a way, but you're going to spend a lot of money needlessly. The way that you do that is you have a group of friends, you have a group of people on your personal Facebook page. Right. So what I want to talk a little bit about today 
is utilizing your Facebook page as a sales funnel. Um, Cause there's a lot of opportunity there. So let's say you have a hundred friends on your page and your personal profile says, I'm, you know, Tamara. And then at the bottom, I'm the tire queen in my little thing. And I have a link to my business page on my personal page. I'm going to post every once in a while about work, about tires, about I'm going to show in my Facebook story, a picture of me changing someone's tire. I'm going to share a testimonial every once in a while. If you're in business, you should be utilizing your personal Facebook page, at least to a portion to talk about your business. Just like a lot of Okay. Here's something that irritates me. Little pet peeve. I'm going to mention it. So people on their Facebook, oh, they don't want to hear about my business. They, it's not important to them. So I'm not going to talk about it because they're not on my Facebook page to buy things from. If you were talking to me in person and we were having a conversation, hi, I'm Tamara. Oh, hi, Tamara. What do you do? Is the second, third question everyone asks. You're a business and closed mouths equal closed doors. If you don't talk about your business, nobody else is going to. And so on your personal page, look at posts about your business or your offers as commercial. You're going to have five to six posts. You're going to talk about you, talk about the fam, talk about this and that. Boom. Here's talking about my business. Here's this cool offer I'm running this weekend as a commercial. It can't be every day. It can't be all the time on your personal page because nobody wants to see that. I mean, really. Here and there, little bits, or hey, I have this great offer. Could you share this with people? Sure, that's fine. <laughs> but your actual profile, make sure you have links to it. And so an easy way to do that, like we just talked about, I'm going to have, you know, here's my my personal page, uh, owner of Tam's Tires, and I'm going to link my business page to it. Right below that, on your personal Facebook page, you're going to see a section for featured photos. In that area right there, would be where you would put your business photos. So for you, it might be the work in progress podcast. You have a photo of that and it's shared with the post that says, I'm so excited that the podcast launched last week. I have this amazing interviewee. And then a link to the page when they open the options. Yeah, you're going to want to grab some paper. I got got some fire for you. I'm I'm going to be re-listening to this as well because I know I won't forget all the notes in the conversation. But I heard (laughs) someone mention the featured image before, but I know that I don't have one. So I know you're going to say that's a mistake, right? Well, on your personal page, you're going to go in and as you're editing your profile, it'll say um, featured photos is what it is. So you'll go in and it'll be in your settings and in your about section. And it'll be, I'm trying to remember it by closing my eyes to picture the screen. <laughs> settings about section. And then it'll say featured photos. Now, if you do say two or three and you keep it real small, um, you'll get a little kind of graph of them or you'll have one and it'll be really big. And so if you only have one featured photo, it'll fill that whole space. So let's say you're only promoting one thing right now and you really want people to focus on that one thing. You make that your featured photo with, you know, I'm promoting work in progress podcast they click on the photo it's the link to the podcast it takes them to the business page and they're in and then from there it's so the image can be a link yeah well you put that in the description so if if i click on that photo it's going to take me to that post and it's going to show the little description on the side 
and it'll do that for any photo that you have on someone's page. You click on it, it'll say whatever their caption was. And so they click on it and it says, oh, you know, work in progress podcast link right there. And you can also use the banner on your page. Now that's getting a little more salesy, but like if you look at my personal page, it says marketing automation and business. If they click on that, it says for business tips, go to my page business boldly and there's a link. It depends on how much or how little you want to utilize your personal page for business. I know that I have 5,000 people in my personal friends list and I only have a thousand people on my business page. So I use my personal page a ton for business. And that takes me to the second point. The reason you do this is because if I'm checking out other people's pages or I'm going into a Facebook group, I'm doing it as myself. And so let's say you drop some hot fire in one of my Facebook groups. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to check Dean's page out. He is someone I want to know. I'm going to click on your personal profile. I'm not going to go to your business page. And so I have to know how to get to your business page from your personal page. And so a way you could try around that if you're trying to use groups to grow your business, for any group you join, see if it gives you the option to join as your business page and do it that way. That's kind of, now you said it, it just sounds ridiculously obvious that, you know, (laughs) you know, oh, you know, this is an interesting person. Let's check them out. They go to your profile and all it's got is your wife and kids and your pet dog. And it's yeah, like, you picture the pork chops you had yesterday that were like, delicious, but <laughs> yeah, it seemed to be interesting for other reasons, but uh, I can't find it. Now, exactly. when you said that, it's ridiculously obvious, but I hadn't actually thought of it that way, which is one of the one of the uh, the problems with simplicity, isn't it? Like you don't pick up on it straight away until someone points it out. <laughs> well, and that's the trick with marketing. A lot of it is so simple, but you just don't think about it because it's an easy thing and you always think marketing has to be so much harder than it actually is. Marketing is, is simply creating that relationship that makes someone want to talk more to you. That's your ultimate goal. I just want you to want to talk to me because eventually business is going to come up if you talk to me. And eventually I'm going to tell you how awesome I am and you're going to buy things from me. That's, of that's the process. <laughs> so, so what about, what about people who maybe start a new venture and they might not be very confident about putting it on their main profile? Is that, is that a massively missed opportunity you're thinking? Um, I mean, honestly, I really do view it as a missed opportunity, but it doesn't have to be. Um, you could do it through groups. So like I just talked about, if you're joining someone else, let's say I joined Dr. Rob's group and he has allowed me to join as my business, which he has as an option. And so I join as business boldly instead. And I write the same content that I would write. But then when people click on it, it goes to my business page instead. If you really need that separation or want that separation between home and work, that's a way to accomplish it. But it does take a little bit more because the goal with social media has always been to connect with other people and be social and be relational. It's now shifted. Facebook is now a business platform and it's, you know, geared towards advertising. It's geared towards paid marketing because they want to make their money too. But there's still the option to build that kind of organic structure in the same way as you're doing that though if you really want the separation try joining um i have down here to talk about facebook groups and i jumped the gun and i talked about it a little bit early because they excite me but join other people's groups as your business page and the admin has to allow people to do that but for the most part they all have it checked it's 
Yeah, I'm sure. Generally, it'd be fine. And it, it also, you've mentioned the page, you mentioned the groups there, which, which most people will be familiar with. But it seems like there's a lot of nuances of what they actually are and how they actually work, which I don't think everybody is familiar with. So, for instance, mm-hmm. I've got a page which I use for the podcast, and I've also got a group which I use for the podcast. But I've got to the point now, and this is just by the layman's way of working it out, the page doesn't do anything unless you spend money on it, right? That's kind of how it appears to me. Is that the fact of it, or am I doing it wrong? Um, you know, it's not necessarily the fact of it, but it, it's kind of the fact of it. Um, Facebook is really pushing for paid advertising, and so business pages have a pretty um, limited reach anymore unless you're constantly routing information from one to the other so like inside your facebook group if you said download my opt-in on you know oh i had a podcast here's a good example i had a podcast with tamara on friday she's putting in her opt-in about how to use a social media power hour on my business page go there to get it and give them a link whichever one is getting the most engagement you use to route traffic to the other one. But Facebook does prioritize and give um, preference to Facebook groups because they want it to be a social platform. So your group will automatically get more push and more viewership than your page will. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I'm finding. So in a weird way, well, not a weird way at all. I suppose it's logical. You end up just... (laughs) spending a lot more time on the group, a lot more effort, and uh, you know, and the page kind of just gets left, you think, until I can be bothered to send out an advert <laughs> or, or a boost. <laughs> well, and like, but then maybe like, absolutely. Am I, maybe am I just leaving it, maybe am I just abusing the page and leaving it too uh-huh. I don't know. Well, I mean, think about it, though. The reason that you like going to the page more is because you get to interact with people. That's the same, or going to the group more, is because you interact with people. That's the same reason that people go to the group more than they go to the page is because they want the interaction. And so you have to think about that. When you're doing your marketing, you need to look at it like a consumer, right? And so what do I want? Well, I don't want to go to someone's business page and see all of their posts about tires. I want to go and chit chat with people. I want to talk about something that benefits me. I want to go back and forth about it. And so a lot of times, especially for businesses that are like coaching or wellness or um, socially based, like podcasts, for example, where you're constantly interacting and you're interviewing and you're chit-chatting, you're going to get more out of your groups. Now, if I'm a waterproofing company, I might put more on my page. Oh, you still there? We're having technical issues here. There we go. Minor technical difficulties there. It sounds like we had to we had to change phones. Mm-hmm. But we're all back up and running. We were talking about the difference between groups and pages and utilizing which. I got I got this. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so we had talked about the fact that people are craving that social interaction. So if you're going to have a business page, if you're like um a coach of some kind. You're a consulting company, a teacher, a tutor. A group is going to be better with your particular business. Now, like I said, for a waterproofing company, I, I don't need a group. It's not going to be, that's not the right thing, right? Yep. If I'm a soap company or most physical products like that, 
a group really isn't going to be the jam for you or construction for that matter. But anything that's in the um, service industries, um, software as a service even, but that's your helping professions. That kind of thing. Right. I, I knew the word I was trying to come up with, but it's if you provide a service. Yep. You're a service-based business. Boom. That's what I was going for. Service-based business. That's when those groups are really helpful. And you can use your group to run, say, a, a five-day challenge or a course or a four-week intensive or however you might want to use it when you're starting your business out. For you, it would be a group to talk about the podcast, to share about guests, to go in and you know maybe mastermind or share other information. That's going to work better for you because that's what they're there for is interaction, right? I was getting a bit of FOMO, I think, about the challenges because everything seems to be a challenge now. It's either a 21-day challenge, a 14-day challenge, a five <laughs> I was thinking, am I missing out here? I haven't got a challenge. I need to have a challenge. You can't be on Facebook <laughs> for <your own> challenge. <laughs> the, yeah, that's true. That is true. And there are a ton of them. And the reason is because it's an easy opt-in for most people. So when you're first kind of starting out and you're looking to grow your audience, or let's say that I have a couple hundred people in there, or even a hundred people in there, but I'm just really not pushing anything and I'm not selling anything. You want to be able to give them an opt-in, some type of freebie, some type of lead magnet. And a five-day challenge or a 21-day challenge requires kind of the least amount of work up front. So let's say I run a five-day marketing challenge on my business page because I want to get people to come to my business page every day. Yep. I'm going to ask for your email because ultimately that's the goal with the challenges. I want your information. I, I want to be able to sell you other things is goal with that. So my five-day marketing challenge is to build your Facebook funnel in five days, right? Let's say I'm going to offer that for free. That's not a thing I offer, but saying it out loud sounds like something I should offer. So I'm going to consider that. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, you offer your five-day challenge, whatever it is. Uh, they come to your Facebook page to get it. It builds your engagement. You send them something via email so you can collect their email address. That's the reason you're seeing that. So with your podcast, for example, maybe it's five days to procrastinating less. You had a great kind of video about that the other day. And so you have that. You're collecting their email address. Hey, I'm so glad you want to sign up for my five-day challenge. I'm going to send you the instructions via email first as to what you can expect and what the outline is going to look at. Can I get your email from you? Great. You have their email. And then it's cool. Here's the link to my group where we're going to have the challenge. Perfect. So then you're getting them in their group and you're retaining their email address for later down the line so that you can market them other things. That's how you see those. And they take zero work to set up because all I'm going to do is go into my Facebook group once a day and say, hey, here's today's task, as opposed to an ebook, which I have to write and edit and build and put together, or a course that I have to spend even more time on. This is a simple you know, video or two or three messages on my Facebook page. That's why they're easy opt-ins. You touched on don't have one. You should. And uh, and it's 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 one of the things that I know that you're you're quite um, skilled at. You've done a lot of research into. But you mentioned funnels. So yes, I, I I've been guilty of this in the past, and I think a lot of other people probably are as well. In that they put content out there, they put ideas out there, but we don't always have a perfect strategy, and we don't always mm -hmm. think, well, where are we leading the 
prospect potential clients, so to speak. And you, right. you mentioned in marketing, it's almost the way you described it earlier. It's almost like leaving breadcrumbs so they follow the trail, so they get to the place <laughs> that they need to be in order to be to convert as a as a client, right? Or, you know, and, and do business with them. Therefore, there must be a strategy in place, and there must be a funnel. Now, these are got it. these are buzzwords we hear a lot about. <laughs> I'm not right. that everyone really knows how to get create the the ideal funnel. Maybe we overcomplicate it. I don't know, but have you got any tips for people trying to build that funnel so they direct that traffic where it needs to be? Yes. Now, I really do feel like a lot of people overcomplicate it. So the funnel that I like to go with, we started on it. We talked about it is I'm going to go for my personal page because on social media, that's where you're going to find me, right? You're going to find me and then I'm going to have a link on my personal page to my business page. I'm going to mention my business a couple of times on my personal page and you're like, hmm. I should check that out. That's cool. That appeals to me, right? You like me as a person. I mentioned in one of my posts that I focus on how to repurpose your podcast content. So you only have to post in one place and it sends it to 40 locations. You're like, heck yeah, save me five hours. And so you click on it, right? Yep. And you go to my business page. Well, then when you get to my business page, that's how I know you're interested in what I'm doing. So you're moving from a cold prospect to a warmer lead. You're kind of bringing me down the rabbit hole. So then on my business page, it's going to be a lot more focused and it's going to say, Hey, you're a podcaster who doesn't have enough time. There's just not enough hours in the day. How are you going to get these interviews scheduled automatically? Have you considered using mini chat in order to get people to sign up for your podcast and do your three questions before you ever have to meet with them? Have you considered sending an email that gets their bio, their information, their social media links so that you don't have to? Or have you looked at repurpose IO in order to send it to 40 locations and transcript and send it to medium and your blog and your website? You're just doing one Facebook live video. Would that save you time? And you're going to be like, yeah, it would. Would that save you some money? Yeah, probably because I could get more clients if I had five more hours, right? So on my business page, I'm going to share the benefits of, of what I'm getting. I'm going to share those pain points. I'm going to be like, man, you're really stressed out, right? You're like, yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I got too much on my plate, you know, and I'm going to share how I can save you time and time is money. We all know that can't ever get time back. You can get everything else. And so I'm going to talk about because that's what I do. I save people time by doing their marketing. Right. So that's what I'm going to stress to you is how I save you time. And you're on my business page. And you're like, that all sounds gangster. And so all of the content on my business page is going to cover kind of those same buckets. So I'm going to share something that shows my authority, why you should hire me. I have a master's degree in marketing. I've been doing it for a construction company for the last decade. During that time, I've gone from $2 million to $10 million. I've grown eight businesses to the point where they've been able to quit their data. I'm going to share these things about how awesome I am, what I've done. I'm going to post testimonial pictures so that you're hearing it from other people. I'm going to have a sizzle page that says, here's my cool offer that only you see because you're on my business page. Here's my gangster group that everyone wants to be a part of because I talk about things in there that I don't talk about with anybody. I, it's my client information that you're going to get access to. And you're more focused on this business page. And in those business pages is where you put the offer because you're talking to a warm audience. And if you're going to invest in your ads, that's where that goes. So let's say I do a video about, um, 
a social media power hour, which I'll, I'll talk about a little bit in here. And I did this great video. Everybody loves it. I boost it inside that group. And then I say, if you really liked that and you want to download it, drop me your email. And then from the email, I send them the Power Hour PDF. They love it. And then they're in my email list. Now I know you're really interested because you didn't just see me. You went through extra hoops. So you're traveling further down the warm lead list. So now you're interested in buying. So cold to warm, like you don't know I exist. You come across me in Dr. Rob's group. You want to know about me. You follow me for a little bit. You're like, ah, content's okay. You check out one of my posts. We talk on the podcast. You're now interested. You're like, hey, she knows what's up. And then you want to buy. So then you go, what does she offer? You check out my website, right? Oh, she offers a free SWOT analysis and consultation call. I'm going to click on that. You click on it. And now you're, you're hot to trot. So then it's my job just to sell you, just to get you on the phone with me. Just to get That's how those... Yeah, that's how those funnels work. You don't have to overcomplicate it. Your goal is just to get them to where they want more of what you're pushing. Yeah. And that's where, you know, so let's see. I gave a lot of information in a short time. Personal profile to the business page. And then on your business page is going to be your freebie, your opt-in, your kind of lead magnet, whatever that might be. They sign up for that. You add them to the mailing list because there is still some power in email. Now, I don't use um, email. I use mini chat and I send it through Facebook Messenger so that I'm still retaining their information. But Facebook Messenger has a 98% open rate as opposed to a 5% open rate by email. You have to look up this if mini you... chat. I'd never heard of it before. So you mentioned it. Oh, God. So, okay. So, so I'm missing um, a here. <laughs> I am in love with automations. If you If you haven't. I talked about repurpose. I talked about all these things that um, you're able to automate to save yourself time. Mini chat is what builds chatbots on your page. So let's say I go to your work in progress page, business page, and I want to chat with you. So I hit send message. Send message pops up and you know how at the bottom it says, hey, how can I help you? That's an automated message. Well, mini chat is the bot that goes along with that. So my menu for you might pop up check out episodes of the podcast. Are you interested in do, doing an interview with me? Are you interested in working with me? That might be what it is. I click, I want to be on your podcast. An automated message pops up. Great. I'm always interested in having new people on my podcast. Let me ask you a couple of questions. One, two, three, they fill it out. It saves all of this information for you. It'll walk them all the way through to scheduling and you never have to do anything. It's $10 a month. That is a no brainer. And it saves all your information. So I use that because if you see that little red circle inside your messenger, you click it. Like, who messaged me? Oh, well, <laughs> the bot did. Well, and then from there. Fixed, you? I got a notification. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's exactly like that. You just can't help yourself. And so that's why I use mini chat as opposed to email. And once they're inside that list and you've sent them something, they've communicated with you, you can use what's called a broadcast message. And so inside that broadcast message, I might send out something saying, hey, I'm going on Dean's podcast at 6 p.m. And I would love it if you would check it out live. Here's the link. And you drop it right there. Or you can alert all of your fans. Hey, I'm going live in 10 minutes. Check it out. And you can send it to everyone that's ever contacted you or subscribed to anything you've done. That is cool. And so that's why I use that for five-day challenges, short courses, my PDFs. 
because I'm getting your information and I'm holding it. And a lot of people think it's easier. I don't have to go anywhere. You're going to send it straight to my phone through Messenger. Great. Easy. Easy peasy. And, you know, for 10 bucks, you well, can no, run through the whole process. After this? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want, you and I can chat about it and I can help you do a walkthrough. Um, automations, I spend a lot of time building automations for people. But that's, it's an easy way to sell things and to get some of your time back and then to hold on to it for later. Uh, it's $10 a month. It adds to your Facebook page. You could even use it to put a pop-up on your website. And so on your website, you insert a little piece of code for it and it'll get a pop-up that says, Hey, right now, um, I'm looking for interviewers for my work in progress podcast. Are you interested? Yes or no. And it'll take them back to your messenger to talk to you about it. So it's a great way to get, um, warmer traffic from your website. A lot of times people get dropped at the website. They go, they look at it, there's no call to action, it's not a strong enough website, and so they just leave. So those little pop-ups are a great way to get them re-engaged and say, hey, I know you're here, come and talk to me. Like, yeah. Get, get in this, me. you know? <laughs> exactly. We talked about a funnel, and websites were something I didn't mention, but I do want to touch on. So we've talked a lot about having your social media. If I'm really at that interested stage and you offer something, I'm going to want to dig deeper, especially if it's an expensive product. Let's say I'm charging, you know, $1,500 for my course on, I don't know, business basics, how to build your business from the ground up. It's a $1,500 course. That's a chunk of money. So you're going to want to go to my website. You're going to want to research me. You're going to want to check it out. So that has to be part of your funnel. But there's a big debate on if it has to be at the top or if it has to be at the bottom. For me, it's at the bottom. I'm not going to go to your website if I haven't already figured out who you are and what you're into. Unless you're running a lot of ads, there's no, you're not going to get traffic to your website. So my emphasis on building a website is always lower. And I know that that's weird, um, contrary information. You have to have it, but it, honestly, I could sell, I made thousands of dollars on Facebook before I ever built a website because oh, yeah. people met me on a group page and agreed to do work with me. And then I figured, you know, I should have a website where people can sign up to get a time with me. I didn't have a website for a long time. The first year and a half I was a business. I didn't well, have I a website. I was social media, and I think I heard someone else say this, and I just kind of like adopted it. I can't remember where I heard it from first, but you think of social media as lots of different parties, and you bump into people at a party. It's like, oh, hi, yeah. And the website's like your house, isn't it? And it Yes. <laughs> It'd be a bit weird if you just bump into someone and say, you're cool, come around the house. And it's like, hang on a minute, like, easy. You're like, you know what I mean? Easy <laughs> now. <laughs> like, you seem pretty cool with all that, but I've only just bumped into you. Let, let's, uh, let's just, you know, let's just mingle up a few parties first. Let's get to know you. Let's, let's, let's see if you're, <laughs> what kind of character you really oh, are. And that is one of the best analogies I've ever heard. Attitude. That's how I always think of social media. It's like a group of parties where you sort of get to know people and you mingle and you, <laughs> And then it's like, well, and obviously, like you say, if, if if you build up a good relationship and a good friendship, yeah, well, come around my house. Um, yeah, that is one of the best analogies I've ever heard. That's exactly how it is. And if you yeah. come around too soon, it's a bit like it's a bit weird. And and, and that's why I, that's why I kind of like your your funnels and the way it is because even like just from how I understand sales, it's all a case of putting the dots in place so you get to the the punchline. Right. Whenever um you do well in sales. Everyone always says the same thing. Tell me your pitch. 
look, tell me the clothes. What, what is it that you said? And then what you say, I said the same thing you say. The, the only <laughs> difference was I said it at the right time because it was a part of the process. You know, like, if, like you said, if someone's, I'm a little bit interested, great, do you want to buy it? No, I said I was a little <laughs> right. interested. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you got any more information? Great, do you want to buy it? Because like, that is the only clothes there's ever been since sales mm-hmm. invented. Would you like to buy it? <laughs> Can we do the deal? You know, there is no other clothes. There, there, there is no other trick to it. It's just like, mm-hmm. yes, would you like to give me some money now? Um, well, however, if, I- if you say at the wrong point in the funnel, you're going <laughs> you to get the wrong answer, even with the perfect prospect. <laughs> it's exactly like that. So it's funny you mentioned that. So in sales, our salesmen have what's called an accomplished list. So it's, you know, 10 steps to a sale. I'm going to meet you. I'm going to give my introduction and my bio, who I am, who my company is, what I'm into. I'm going to tell you why I'm here. I'm going to reiterate why you called me. I'm at your door because you called me. (laughs) And so I'm going to reiterate why I'm here, what we want to solve, everything I'm going to tell you, what we're going to do. And then I'm going to see if you want to buy it, right? And then I'm going to close the sale. That's the steps. Your marketing and your funnels are the same way. I'm going to tell you who I am and I'm going to tell you why it's important to me, what I value, what's kind of my jam. Because until you know that, there's no way we're going to get to me going over your problem. So you have to hit that hurdle first. And for some people, that takes a different amount of time. Like it might take you two posts for me to be like, hey, I am in that. I am ready to go. It might take Tiffany 15 posts for me before she's like, "Eh, I might check out your live video next week. That people are at different stages in intent and in buying. So when you're posting, you talked about social media content to kind of move the needle. You want to think about the fact that you have people in different audiences, different buckets. So you have Tiffany, who is seeing me for the very first time. She's just coming to my page. She's never seen me before. We have Dean, who's been on my page, ah, you know, a couple of weeks. Check me out for two, three weeks. He's taught me in a group. We have Dr. Rob who's checked me out for the last four years because we've been friends on Facebook forever and we run in similar business circles. The content that I post to Rob is going to be different. He's already a fan. He likes my things. He downloads everything I've ever purchased. Like it's going to be different than Tiffany, who's brand new and she just wants to know who I am. And so when you're posting your content, you think about that. So one day I might have an engagement post where I'm showing you me making lunch with my six children. Like. I'm a busy lady. (laughs) I might show you that's who I am. That's what I do. I might show me at the blood drive because that's really important to me. So I might show me doing that. So you're learning who I am. Those are engagement posts and those are relationship-based posts. I want you to feel comfortable with me as a person. I might then have an authority post, which is where I'm going to share a business tip with you about how to create your profile as a funnel. And I'm going to share two things, real short, little tiny things, because I don't want you to feel overwhelmed or inundated. I'm going to share a quick tip and I'm going to say, if you want more, check out my business page. That's it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to share an engagement post where I just want to know about you. Hey, you you see all those posts like share your business. Show me your Instagram profile. Give me your, so you're engaging. Um, I hate cold brew coffee. What do you think? One, two, or three. Pumpkin spice. Leave it or leave it or you know, love it. I might share something just to get people engaged on my page because Facebook rewards that. So you're going to want to have just some random questions so that Facebook promotes your page to other people. It's not pushy. It's not business related. 
it's just something that shows you want to talk to other people. And then I might have something that's a testimonial, Testimonial Tuesdays. I do them every single week, never fail. Um, because that's what people want. If I'm at the level where I'm interested in buying from you, I want to know what, what other people's experience is. Yep. And so I might share a case study. I might share a story. I might say, wow, Norma called me this morning and I'm so excited for her. She just closed three new clients this week. That's huge. And I'm going to share those because if you're interested in buying from me, hearing other people's case studies is important. It's going to cause you to go to my website and tip the needle. So you have to think about where people are in these, these five stages of brand awareness. And as you're going down that funnel and down the line, you're going to have content that matches that. Yep. Does that make sense? That makes absolute sense. And you mentioned the, the engagement posts. I sometimes mm-hmm. feel like they don't get enough credit because I think when you're trying to sell things, you're thinking case studies, yeah, testimonials, yeah, authority, yeah, or you know, a little story with a nugget of wisdom. I think, and I've done this in the past, I'm guilty for this as well. It's kind of like you don't really share real life and you don't share yeah. the behind the scenes because I suppose you're trying <laughs> to be, not trying to be someone you're not, but you're trying to just show your best side all the time. And All the time. And the fact, like you say, that you're absolutely rammed uh, with, with with six children, you know, <laughs> you, you literally hair's falling out, trying to work out how to like man, manage your day. Uh, and you mm-hmm. think, well, I don't want to show that because people will then think that I'm not a professional, uh, you know, degree <laughs> marketer. And it's right. like, actually, it's it's the real you. It's, it's, it's your life. It's what it's what everyone can relate to. It's what our people well, and, connection. And that's a huge thing right now is authenticity, right? It's kind of a buzzword. I want to yeah. see your authentic self, right? But it's completely true. And so when I'm dealing with someone, I want to, I don't want to see, oh, this is the shiny self. Like, I want to know that there's some nitty gritty in there and it's okay if everything's not perfect because that makes you a real person. If all I ever see is how epic you are and how amazing your business is and how awesome your life is, A, I might feel a little bit like, I don't want to work with that person that stuck up. Their life is perfect. They're not going to be able to relate to the fact that I have a shit show going on about 80% of the time. Like you're, you're not going to feel comfortable with that. You know, if, if I share with your audience, Hey, I'm in a parking lot right now. Cause I had to drop my son off because my husband had to work overtime and I didn't want to miss my commitment that I made to someone. So I'm sitting in a parking lot doing this interview. So I meet my commitment that tells you, wow she's really tenacious and she's not going to let me down. She's even willing to be outside in 38 degree weather to do this interview because she agreed to do it. That was, that gives people that, you know, wow, she's really committed to doing what she says she's going to do. Share those things about yourself. You know, you have to mix them in though. It's okay to be vulnerable as long as you're showing a strength at the end of it, or you're showing how that is somehow related back to work. If you're going to use it, vulnerability is a huge thing. And if you're able to be vulnerable with your audience, it builds that rapport so much faster and that sense of like and trust because you're a real person. But it can't always be poor me. Oh, life is dreary. My boyfriend woke up with me. My dog hates me. Like it can't be super negative or I'm going to be like, wow, she's a real downer. (laughs) Like if that's all I ever see, I'm going to lose faith that you can help me. And so you have to manage that vulnerability in what you're doing. 
So if you're going to have a real down post, you can have one cry a little bit, you know, shed a tear and move on. Like you have to, you have to moderate how much you're doing that. Yeah. You can't do the old overshare thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, you, you briefly mentioned it in passing, you know, like follow me on Instagram sort of thing. We yeah. pretty much focused on Facebook because obviously so much of marketing can be explained through Facebook, but also there are mm -hmm. other channels. Uh, do you get involved yeah. much in Twitter and Instagram? I do because each of them has kind of a different feel and it also has a different audience base. So for example, Facebook has a pretty even split between male and female, but 89% of the audience is over the age of 25. If I'm selling a yo-yo, I'm not going to do it on Facebook. I might have a couple ads for parents to buy yo-yos for Christmas. But if I'm going to have a yo-yo company and I want people to use my brand new yo-yo for competitive shows or whatever, I'm going to have an Instagram where I show short little videos of people doing sick yo-yo tricks with a link to the yo-yo because it's a visual platform. If, oh, or maybe YouTube, hey, TikTok, that would be great too because they're 30 second clips of someone doing a really cool yo-yo trick with a link to my stuff. It depends on what you sell as to what you're going to use. If I'm a photographer, I'm going to be on Instagram. You know, it, it's, it, if I'm a clothing brand, something that's very visual or something that you're marketing to a younger audience, 25 or under, Instagram is definitely going to be your jam. Twitter is male leaning over the age of 45, sports and news focused. So if I'm in finance or if I'm in stocks or trades or something in that realm, I'm a sportscaster. That's where I want to be. And I'm going to share updates. I'm going to share trending information because that's the goal in Twitter is what's happening around me, what's happening right now, and how do I be a part of it? It's a rolling index. You know, Twitter, you're going to post seven to eight times a day up to as many as you want, but minimum recommend is like five. Facebook for a business page, one time a day. Any more than that, you're kind of a spam group. It, it docks you. So one to two times a day, that's it. Instagram, two to three. Each platform has their own kind of rules about what they want you to do and a different audience set. But I would recommend for your business to utilize all four. So even if you're not going to post specific content to each one, use a product like Buffer or Later or some type of reposting tool and share the same post on four sites. Later and Buffer allow you to customize depending on the site. So let's say I share a picture um, of a screenshot of you and I right here. Oh, just got done with a great podcast. I'm so excited. I'm going to get a link to it on Monday. Who wants it? I'm going to share this photo on Instagram. I'm going to share it on my other social media platforms. Twitter won't allow a link. And so they have to comment on it. <laughs> but when I customize it for Instagram, I'm going to put 30 hashtags. When I have it on Facebook, I'm only going to put two. Same, you know, your audience is different on each one. And yeah. so you do still have to customize, but by posting through, say, a social media posting tool, you're able to customize all in like one minute as opposed to 20 minutes on each profile. And so you have to think about the intent and about the product. For you, it's going to be, for you, it's going to be Facebook. Yeah, well, Facebook That's, definitely resonates with me the most. I feel like maybe I'm, I'm the Facebook generation, if you know what I mean. It's, you are. We, we are, yes. Group, well, I say we, me. Like, 
<laughs> got, got into it in the early noughties and we were the yes. Facebook generation and Instagram, I'm still finding my way with. You know, I'm struggling. Right. Twitter is kind of my generation as well. And, oh. you know, but TikTok, forget it. <laughs> I, I downloaded it once. That's about as far as I got. <laughs> and that's exactly it. I have TikTok. I have Snapchat. Uh, have I been on either of them? No, not really. Um, I can see Twitter them, occasionally. I can see how they work. It's just mm-hmm. you know the visual content. I, I kind of struggle with. You know, I'm like, right, what can I make? Well, in your business and work because <laughs> you know I'm not. Yeah, your <laughs> your business in general isn't geared towards that. If you had a physical product, like let's say you sold teapots, yeah, gangster. I'm gonna showcase that. I'm gonna show them off in all these cool, you know, artsy decorative ways and be like yeah buy this teapot that's not what most service-based businesses do and so it's harder to achieve a lot of um, growth or success on instagram as a service business and let's say you're a uh what's a good one a spiritual healer or um something in that kind of realm because they're a little more soft a little more artsy and so you could you could share an image that's more impactful and then in the comments make sure that you talked about it a little bit. But even then your bio still has to trend back to your business page or to your website because the pictures alone aren't going to convert. It's still a lead gen tool. Like Facebook you get to put, you know, a lot more information up front. That's and so it's a little more salesy. But but I find with the podcast coachy type environment you know, the Instagram just ends up being full of quotes. You know, yeah, a picture exactly. of thinking like this, and then a quote. Mm. Says Dean, yes, you know, and, it, and, and until you until you're an influencer level, level, it's <laughs> yeah. Until you're an influencer, that's not going to help you really. Yeah. <laughs> so what you would do in that case is you would have what's called like a farm account, and that would be these motivational quotes and these kind of uh, more philosophical level things on that farm account that tons of people like and they like your farm account, they follow it back. And then they see farm account is created by Dean, which they click on, which routes back to your business page. Um, farm oh, accounts is a whole nother topic, <laughs> but that's how you would build that growth wise. Well, I'm, you I'm pick some like a big umbrella. I'm conscious that you're still sat in a parking lot. You know, I'm very grateful that you, you are doing that. Like I said, it's, it's a beautiful night. Uh, I couldn't ask for better. I'm in like a very thick wool sweater, so it's actually not that bad. Um, but, but the last question I wanted to ask you, which um, I definitely fall foul of, but it'd be interesting to see what you think of. You mentioned that there's different nuances, different platforms. I've, mm-hmm. I've personally have fallen into the trap where I'm almost a different person on different platforms, where if you only knew me on that platform, you might not know the full me, if that makes <laughs> sense. Right? So I try, I, I've always treated Facebook as a bit like Friends Reunited. Whereas I'm just keeping in touch with old school friends, old family. And I'm thinking yeah. that way, which is why, like you said at the start, using it as a business page as well is a, mm-hmm. is a paradigm shift because it's kind of like, right. but my aunt Mabel's on there, you know, like <laughs> what, what, she doesn't know that I do this and all that sort of thing. And then when, yeah. I, when I go on Twitter, I'm talking, like, I like trading, I like business, I like sales. And if I'm ever following the game and I'm tweeting as I go about the action, it's always on Twitter. Um, <laughs> you know i love it and then instagram i'm just trying to turn up <laughs> so, <laughs> just trying to be there like muscling on a party i'm not really a, not really the cool cat you know i'm just like oh, right. just in the corner well, 
And Instagram, the way that you would use that, because like you said, you're that demographic. So I told you, you know, an older male, sports casting, things like that. That's where you're going. And you literally just said it when I'm watching sports and I'm tweeting the game. That is, it's like that. But if you're trying to break into Instagram, you might post a picture of, say, your TV or you with a drink and the game in the background. And you might use the hashtag basketball or rugby or whatever sport it is you're watching. And then a couple cool, you know, Saturdays for football. I love sports, et cetera, et cetera, because that tags and ties people who have used the same hashtag. And then on Instagram, people trend for topics. That's what they look for. Um, the reason I know this was because my, my kids are really into Instagram. They're at that next generation, right? And so they told me, I said, what are you doing? And my son said, I'm looking at posts for scooters. And so he typed in hashtag scooter and any post that someone had posted with a scooter came up. And that was how he did it. They use it like a keyword index on Google. And the same is true for Pinterest. And so Pinterest is a search engine. And Pinterest is geared towards women of the age of 45 to 65 with huge amounts of disposable income. And they spend 65 more, 65% more time on Pinterest than any other social media site. And users of Pinterest will spend on average 70% longer on Pinterest in a session than they will on any other social media site. Because once you get started, it's just a rabbit hole of pinning. And so when you're using Pinterest for your business, you utilize rich pins and you utilize keywords that all tie back to your website. Share pictures from your website and tie them back. Their linking is a, a huge thing in your marketing. And when you first get started, it's a little bit harder. But a tip I'll give you about that, add two hashtags to everything that you do. Your business hashtag and then a relevant topic on every platform that you're using. Because Google uses them as well. And so they're using that to index your social media posts so that when someone types into Google, uh, business coach, it's going to come up as long as you're using them properly. So the hashtag, if Google are into the hashtag, do they work <laughs> on YouTube as well? They do. And, um, oh. YouTube. So as you're building your channel on YouTube and you're putting them in there, download something called Tube Buddy. It's a extension for YouTube that shows you videos that are trending for that topic, relevant keywords that you should be using, and what's the most commonly searched keywords for that particular type of video. So it'll analyze your content, see what the video is about based on the title and the description, and it'll find you relevant hashtags and keywords that you should be using. And Google will use those to promote the type of video that it wants to show users. Because right now, video content, if you do a search, video content is always at the top, right? Yep. Unless I'm shopping for a product, and then I'm going to get images probably from Wish on my phone. But it's different depending on the country that you're in. Um, video content is always on top because that's what's popular right now. And so every platform is prioritizing and giving favor to video content. So on your Facebook pages, your social media pages, that's like stories right now are big. Um, three to five minute lives about a topic. And so you're going to say, you know, I'm Dean. This is my podcast. This is what it's about. Here's my tip of the day. Here's how to find, right? Short little video. But that content is prioritized over everything else. So if you're not putting at least a video to two videos on your page a week, you're being suppressed. It's another oh, no. quick tip for you. 
you want to make sure that you're having some type of video content. Now, even if you're not comfortable being on video, it might be a screen share. It might be a little cartoon animation. Um, Doodly is one that creates cool little graphics. Powtoon is another one. Uh, Interactor. It doesn't have to be you in front of a camera. Facebook can't disconcern that. It just has to be a video content of some kind. That's interesting. I, I definitely yeah. have noticed the growth in video, you know, and, and I'm always thinking at some point I want to get like the proper studio, the proper gear, the proper equipment, because I think that's the way it's going, you know, and you, and, and you want to be that way inclined. And, and I know from my kids, like I haven't got six, I've got four kids though. And as far as they're concerned, the television was only invented for YouTube. That's, yeah, like, that's my kids too. Yeah, and it's like, what? There's all these channels, <laughs> kids, but the, the television was only invented no. for YouTube. And again, no. they, they treat it as a search <laughs> engine to find all I got I got rid of cable. I, I have, I think, four basic channels. And then I have a smart TV that has Hulu and Netflix and YouTube. And that's, that's all my kids watch. They don't, regular TV is burnt. There's no, yeah. I have it for my husband and I, and that's it. We, we kind of have all the channels by default because, I like the sports channel. And, and see, I got Hulu. I got Hulu Plus. <laughs> yep. I bought Hulu Plus so that I could watch live sports. <laughs> so I watch live sports through Hulu as opposed to doing it through my cable. I'm the, the cord cutting. But that's because I'm very techie as a person. That's That was kind of the next level. But like you said, their generation, and even more so our generation moving forward, is adopting those same ideas because that's how it's trending. That's the progression. And so it's either figure it out and adapt or get left behind. And so you see these people saying, I need to do video. I need to do this. But everyone seems to think I need to have this, this studio. I need to have a green screen. I need to have a halo light. I need to have all this stuff. And honestly, if you can get it cool, if you can do a couple professional videos on your YouTube page that are like, wow, this is some high-end marketing, great. But if not, the reason people come to you is because they want your content. The reason people get to know you is that they want to know you. And so when you're starting out, your camera and a Facebook Live with someone like what we're doing right now is just fine. Because you can have the fanciest video in the world, but if nobody knows you, and nobody's interested in finding you, it doesn't matter. They're not going to see your video unless you're really good at SEO and SEM or you spend a fair amount of money on it. They're, they're just not. And so the trick is to build those relationships like we talked about early on in our interview and get people to your video content. So like people like what I'm talking about here, like, dude, I'm definitely going to check out her page. And then once they're on my page, they check out a couple of my videos, they might go to my website where I have my fancy video about, you know, I don't know, utilizing Facebook for uh, selling tires. I don't know. <laughs> Just pick something. I might have a fancy video about one particular thing. I don't, honestly, because A, I'm a behind the scenes person. I don't, I, I make you look good. It's not my job <laughs> to look good, but I don't feel the need. I am perfectly comfortable sharing my information over the phone like this with you and I in one little setting. And it, it's a different approach. It doesn't have to be fancy. Like I said, authenticity is the buzzword right now. And so, and kids nowadays are recording everything. It, they're the watch me generation. Oh, and they don't bother with anything I'm fancy. Sure they watch them like, nothing's happening. And then, and yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, 
I'm going to watch you play a video game for six hours that I could be playing, but I'm not. I'm going to watch you play it instead. That That's their generation. They're the watch me generation. So they're going to watch other people do things. And so that's how come video content is so much more popular right now and oh. will continue to be constantly. Oh, it's only going to grow. You can see where the trend yeah. is. Exactly. So you're in the right place doing your podcast and then sharing them via YouTube as well. You're moving that in the right direction. And then you use, you know, Instagram Live and Instagram TV and you get subscribers through Instagram TV and Instagram Red. And you move that direction because you're you're progressing forward. It's going to get better at the old editing now. <laughs> that's what that's, the Gary V style, isn't it? What? One interview is like a, a thousand bits of content and snipped here and snipped there. That's exactly right, though. Um, it, it's not it's not terrible. It's tedious. But if you can take one piece of content and turn it into a hundred, that's going to save you some time. Yeah. And if you can repurpose them into several small pieces, gangster, do that. Um, yeah. I hate editing, but... For the rest of the week now, my new saying is going to be gangster. It should be. I use it all the time. I use rad a lot. I use gangster. I say some of the oldest 90s words. I love it. Ever. Yeah. It's in my it, head now. It, I know it. I've got it in my head. The kids are going to do something tomorrow and go, gangster, get in. Oh, my kids just look at me and shake their head. They're like, no. <laughs> it's I'm not good. But that phase now where I'm the not cool dad. You're not cool. I'm not cool. No. My kids will be like, that slaps. And I'm like, what is that? Why, why does something slap? Like, that's a thing. See? You didn't even know. Okay. No, never even heard of it. Well, <laughs> you're also from London, so the slang is probably different. But they, one of my my son came up to me and goes, Mom, this song slaps. And I was like, what is that? Like, I don't understand the term. He's like, it means it's cool. I was like, where did that come from? Like, why is that a thing? And they're like, well, I don't know. It just is. You can't even tell me why that's a word. But it is, I mean, and it's like, like that with a lot of trending content. <laughs> no idea why. Everything was wicked, and then the parents <laughs> like, it's, "No, it's a good thing." You go, "No, it's wicked," but they couldn't. Right. See, like it's like, well, wicked didn't exactly sound like a positive word, and they were like, "No, no, that means that, that means it's cool." Yeah, that's <laughs> sick. Why is that sick? What is? How is that? Well, yeah, it's, I agree. It's been absolutely <laughs> fantastic casting up. You dropped so many huge uh, marketing bombs on us. And I feel like we're only scratching the surface. I can I can hear it in everything you're saying that there's so many other levels you can go to, but um, I think we've, we've we've done an hour already, <laughs> and it's been absolutely fantastic. So I want to massively thank you for for coming on and sharing uh, what you have. And I'm pretty sure that everyone who's listened up until this point wants to know exactly the same as what we all want to know. How do we find more of what you're doing? How do we get in touch with you? How do we learn? what your next projects are and, and where do we find you? Um, a couple different places. Like I said, I am on Facebook all the time. So honestly, um, business boldly is my Facebook page and at business boldly is my Instagram and at business boldly is my Twitter. Consistency is key. So if people are looking for me, I kept it consistent all the way across. My website is businessboldly.com. Your fastest way to get a hold of me is, is probably through Facebook. Honestly, um, we didn't get to talk about a couple things because I just I get going on a topic and we get lost. I did create um, a really cool freebie for when you're first starting, and it's called the Social Media Power Hour, and oh. it breaks down take an hour a day 
to grow your person, your Facebook. And it's, let's see, eight steps or six, sorry, because it's an hour, 10 minutes each for six steps. Do that for one hour a day and you're going to see wicked growth. Ah, wicked used it in your <laughs> in your social media and you can find that if you go to businessboldly.com and you type in freebie up at the top you'll be able to get to that power hour well i'll, I'll make sure i collaborate with you and get all those links all the links to be added in um but again it's been fantastic and if you're open to it i'd love to catch up again because i just know that there's so much more material you've got in you <laughs> and everyone's going to want to hear it yeah absolutely i would love that all right, well, thanks ever so much, and I'll speak to you again very soon. All right, sounds perfect.